0: We all know the legal world is complex and high-pressured. There's no room for error. That's why judges and attorneys across Chicagoland have trusted the expert court reporters at McCorkle Litigation Services since 1948. McCorkle Litigation Services has accurately recorded every word from thousands of legal proceedings. McCorkle Litigation Services provides the legal community with peace of mind, transcribing testimony, and depositions that can be used reliably by jurors, judges, and attorneys. For all your legal support needs, contact mccorkle litigation services online at mccorklelitigation.com
1: we lead things off talking about who else the president donald trump and his impeachment trial to do that we go to minnesota university of minnesota law school richard painter host of the politics podcast professor welcome to the show
0: Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Also notably, former George W. Bush administration chief ethics lawyer. So this is right in your wheelhouse, obviously. You've been all over media. We really appreciate you jumping on. Of course, uh, we are looking at an impeachment trial here in a few days. Mitch McConnell, Senate Majority Leader today, said that he would not accept Democrat demands um, to have White House officials come in and testify. So people like Mick Mulvaney and John Bolton, if you follow the Republican strategy, uh, won't be heard from. What are your thoughts on, on that development?
1: Well, uh, that's uh, outrageous. There needs to be a fair trial. Uh, the evidence needs to be presented to the full Senate. Uh, the Senators act as jurors. And make the decision, and the president cannot be convicted and removed from office without the vote of two-thirds of the Senate. So, yes, it's an uphill battle for the uh, prosecution from the House of Representatives, but they do have the right to introduce uh, evidence. Uh, So what's going to happen is there will be motions on the floor of the Senate uh, for this evidence to be introduced at trial, And the Senate, by majority vote, uh, will rule on these motions, these evidentiary motions and procedural motions for the trial. And so uh, what we need is uh, at least a handful of Republican senators who, uh, whether or not they will vote to convict Donald Trump in the end, uh, will come down squarely on the side of a fair trial uh, where the House has the opportunity to present uh, the evidence in support of the Bill of Impeachment.
0: Professor, what are your thoughts on the idea that many Republicans have already come out and said they have already made up their minds? Of course, Mitch McConnell said that he'd be working with the White House, which, you know, when you think of this from a trial perspective, is pretty outrageous. That's like a prosecutor in a criminal case saying that he will work with the defendant uh, on the prosecution of their case. So. You know, it seems to many like it's already been decided. Clearly, the Republicans, many have already come out, like, you know, Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham already said. They've made up their minds. So what do you make of all that?
1: Well, they're not doing their job. Their job is to try the case, to hear the evidence, and then, and then decide it, as what jurors are judging in a case. And uh, their job is not to be coordinating with the defendant, with lawyers for the defendant. Uh, here, uh, President Donald Trump, and even worse, uh, they're taking cash campaign contributions of Donald Trump. He's running around raising money uh, for the Republican senators uh, for their campaign war chests, uh, and uh, that's really quite outrageous. Uh, and I believe the senators are not going to uh, uh, to fare very well in the court of public opinion if they conduct themselves this way. Uh, they should. Uh, chill out, wait for the trial, hear the evidence, uh, allow the witnesses to testify, and then they make their decision. Uh, but this is just not the way it ought to be handled. So, Professor, against this backdrop, how do you think an acquittal would play out politically until the 2020 election? Well, an acquittal is going to, uh, based on this evidence, it's overwhelming evidence that the president committed bribery and extortion in the Ukraine matter alone Uh, Not to mention what happened with the Russia investigation, the obstruction of justice there, and then he's ignoring the House subpoenas, obstruction of Congress. I mean, the list of offenses is really uh, quite substantial. Uh, So I I think an acquittal is just going to look like what it is. It's, It's a partisan a decision by the Senate, uh, the Republican senators will let them off the hook, and it's going to have no more credibility than an old white jury in 1965 acquitting a Klansman in Mississippi. I mean, people are going to see right through it, uh, and it's not going to sit well with the voters.
0: Professor, as we mentioned, you were the chief ethics lawyer during the George W. Bush administration, which, you know, in many ways seems like ancient history at this point, is there even an ethics lawyer in the current White House? And how does that department, you know, run? And, and and it must be butting heads with the current president, you know, to walk us inside that office and how that interacts, how that office and your role interacts with the president.
1: Well, I have no idea what's going on in this White House. They wouldn't <laughs> let me in the doors. Uh, and yeah, they certainly don't call me and ask me for advice. Uh, uh, under Presidents uh, Clinton, uh, Bush, Obama, there was one uh, ethics lawyer in charge of an ethics law office, and ethics questions were supposed to be directed to that office. And, and and most of them were. There were exceptions where people went off and did stuff they weren't supposed to be doing without ever asking me, and I get upset about that. But nothing like what's happening in the Trump administration uh, and uh, for a while, they had a lawyer who said it was the ethics lawyer was firing off uh, uh, letters to off the Office of Government Ethics, saying uh, off the Office of Government Ethics regulations don't apply to the White House staff. Uh, that was after Kellyanne Conway got in trouble for hawking uh, a vodka clothes on Fox and & Friends. And then they had another lawyer take up uh, Kellyanne Conway's Hatch violations. Uh, you know, I really think what's going on is there's so many ethics problems in the Trump administration that all the lawyers are working on ethics problems in the Trump administration, probably 24-7. Uh, but I don't think there's a lot of effort to comply with the law there.
0: Professor, I saw you recently on MSNBC um, accusing Trump, President Trump of violating the Emoluments Clause. A few days ago, President Trump shared a Trump Organization promotion of Mar-a-Lago on his Twitter account, adding at the end, I will be that quote, I will be there in two weeks, comma, the Southern White House exclamation point. So I know you have accused him of violating the Emoluments Clause. That hasn't seemed to stuck to stick. It certainly wasn't an article of impeachment. Why do you think the Democrat in the House did not include the Emoluments Clause violation as an article of impeachment? And more importantly, what do you think should be done in the future to avoid the conflict of interest between, you know, running a business and running the executive branch?
1: Well, I think they absolutely should have impeached him for violating the as I uh, the Something I've been pointing out since day one of his administration, and in fact, we sued him from Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, where I was the vice chair. We brought a suit in federal final district court in New York, and that's now advanced. Uh, the Second Circuit Court of Appeals, who agreed with us uh, about our argument on standing uh, um, uh, for the plaintiff's in that case, that uh, uh, bottom line is, the Constitution prohibits any uh, United States government official from accepting profits and benefits from foreign governments, and business deals with foreign governments. And their foreign governments were funding his uh, uh, Trump Organization, uh, injecting capital into the Organization, running the hotel rooms, and the rest of it. it it's a serious problem. It's a threat to our national security, and so much so that the Founders put this provision in the Constitution. Uh, so it, it's, a, it's a serious issue that ties into this broader theme, though, that is part of the article's impeachment, that this president is entangling himself with foreign governments and using foreign governments to either enrich himself, in the case of the emoluments clause, or uh, to further his uh, political fortunes, in the case of what happens with Ukraine here. Uh, and uh, it, it's a very dangerous situation for our national security. So, Professor, let's shift to something that's closer to your heart, and that's the University of Minnesota football team. What has it been like this year? The transformation? PJ Fleck? Are you rowing the boat? Are you, Row buying, the are you buying the hype or what? No, I think we're gonna go, we're gonna make some progress here for for a change. I, I'm 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 uh, very very hopeful for the golfers. All right, that that's is terrific. Professor Richard W. Painter, S. Walter Ritchie Professor of Corporate Law, University of Minnesota Law School. Professor, thank you so much for joining us.